Welcome to You Are Not For Everyone. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialty in somatic and holistic practices. On this podcast, we normalize talking about important mental health topics such as depression, anxiety, grieving, trauma, personality disorder, and much more. Thank you for joining me today and let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we're talking about understanding evil and fighting demons. And I am not talking about mythological evil dragons and monsters and goblins and Dracula. I'm talking about humans, humans that appear to be evil and humans who are fighting demons, their own personal demons. And this word evil sounds so big and so scary and fighting demons also sounds the same. It sounds like we're fighting something or there's something present that's beyond our control and beyond anything that we can do as human beings to conquer. I'm here to discuss evil in a way that makes it more understandable, more human, and gives you more insight into an evil person or what we would label an evil an evil person and more insight into fighting demons because many of us are fighting demons but there's better language to use. Evil just sounds scary. Evil sounds like it's lurking around the corner. It sounds like it's going to attack us and get us. And some evil people, if we're going to use that word, may just do that. They are psychopaths. There's narcissists. There's people who have mental illness in such a way that they have no idea what they're doing in their psychotic behavior and in their psychotic break. And many people would label these individuals as evil because they're hurting people, they're attacking people, they're killing people, and that is evil behavior in our language. But the word evil gives them a lot of power. It says that they're driven from motivation that's beyond human. And that's not true. We can believe in devils and angels. Our religions promote devils and angels. Our mythological books talk about monsters and conquering monsters. But I want us to start looking at these people, these humans who do horrific acts and call them what they are. Human beings who have no empathy. And there are many people who have no empathy. They're all around us. Sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissists, antisocial personality disorder. These people do not have the brain chemistry for empathy. It's in their chemical makeup. It's in their genetics. It's in their brain. It's in their being. Psychopaths often suffer from antisocial personality disorder. They're violent. They will kill. They hurt other people. And with no conscience, all they want is power. They feel empty inside and they're always trying to feel that, fill that emptiness with violence and with hurting others. They are driven by their need to feel something And for a psychopath, it is violence. A sociopath is a little bit different because a sociopath can live among us. They may not be violent, but they also feel nothing. 
Bernie Madoff is a perfect example of a sociopath. Bernie Madoff did the Ponzi schemes where he took millions of dollars from people and invested their money into nothing. He just kept the money. People who had their retirement, that's all the money they had, gave Bernie Madoff their money. People who trusted Bernie Madoff to be this financial wizard, they gave him everything. And he just kept it. He never invested it. He never did anything with it. He just kept all their money for himself. And he felt no guilt, no remorse. He didn't feel bad that these people had nothing when he was done. That is a sociopath. They look fine. They have families. They interact with others. They could even be very social and very charismatic, but they have no conscience. They have no empathy. They don't feel what other people feel. Narcissists are the same. And I did a whole podcast on narcissists, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. But a true narcissistic personality disordered person has no empathy. They feel nothing. They care all about their own image and how they appear to the world. And they care nothing about your feelings. And it's so hard for people who are empathetic and who are sensitive and kind, compassionate people to understand that there's really people in the world who feel nothing. And I have to tell you, we need to take off the rose-colored glasses for these people because they will hurt you. They will take what's yours. They will take advantage of your kindness they say a narcissist or a sociopath or antisocial personality disorder cling to empaths and caretakers because they use their heartbeat because the narcissist, antisocial person, and sociopath's heart does not work. There's a book called The Science of Evil, and in this book they describe how this evil appears. Hitler was considered evil. Hitler was a sociopath and a psychopath. He had no conscience. And the dangerous thing about Hitler was that he was also a transformational leader, which means that he had the charisma to have people follow him. Thousands of the people followed him. His soldiers did everything he asked because he had that charismatic personality that lured them in and they felt connected to him. And as a result, they followed through on his orders to kill people. Lots of people, innocent people, that would be considered evil. And it is sort of an evil organizational wonder that all these people did what he asked. But he had that power and it's important to understand that there are people out there who want to hurt others for no other reason than to fulfill their own agenda, to make themselves feel something, and just because they want to. A psychopath will kill someone just because they want to. They have an empty abyss inside them, and they're trying to fill it with this rush of adrenaline of hurting another person and seeing them suffer. So in the Science of Evil book, they give a very basic example of this evil behavior. And it's important to understand it because it's a sociopathic 
psychopathic mentality that people who feel nothing and have no empathy, what they experience. So they give the example of a woman in the grocery store at the register checking out her groceries. And she had on a huge diamond ring and you could tell she was very well-to-do, a wealthy woman. This man behind her was a psychopath. He was also homeless. Not to say all homeless people are psychopaths. This individual was. And he was staring at the ring. And in his mind, that ring could get him dinner, a place to stay, drugs, alcohol. That ring could really benefit his life. So what he did is he took out his pocket knife and he chopped off her finger and ran away with the ring. Yes, that's a, a true story, a true example of feeling nothing and an example of what people would call evil. But in his mind, he wasn't being evil. He was thinking, how can I feed myself? How can I feed my addiction? How can I get a roof over my head? And there's this woman with a ring. I'll just take the ring. He didn't feel anything for the woman and feel anything for her pain or anything for her trauma. He just took something that could benefit him. A lack of empathy to serve a purpose for the individual that feeds their emptiness, feeds their addiction, feeds their need for power, need for being the most beautiful, the most strongest, the most powerful. They're feeding a need that is driving this very, very awful behavior. And why? Because they have something wrong with their brain chemistry. They don't feel what other people feel. They have a lack of empathy and emotional connection, social interaction. It's a very deep, deep chemical imbalance that probably will never be fixed. There's a story about a woman who was driving home one evening and she saw a snake on the side of the road that was injured. And so she decided to help this snake. So she went and grabbed the snake and wrapped it in a towel and brought it home. And she nursed the snake back to life and back to health. And after the snake was healthy, the snake bit her and poisoned her. And as she's laying there suffering from the poison, she asked the snake, why would you do this to me? I helped you. And he said, you knew I was a snake when you picked me up. And a sociopath, an antisocial personality disordered person, a narcissistic person, these people do not change. And once you see their true colors, you need to stay away. They're only going to take from you. They're only going to hurt, from, hurt you. And we're going to label them as evil, but they're not really evil. They're just not chemically correct in their brain. They're imbalanced in their brain, and their behavior is very bad and could be very dangerous. So taking away their power and calling them evil as if they're possessed by some higher power or lower power, whatever you want to call it, that they're, it's beyond human, it's not. It's not beyond human. It is in their brain. It is a human trait that is dangerous. 
It is hurtful. It is selfish and self-serving. Stay away from these people once you know who they are. Once they show you their true colors, there is no changing them. Keep yourself safe and healthy and move away. But don't give them the label of evil because that makes them larger than life. And they're not. They're just humans who are flawed in their chemical brain. So let's talk a little bit about fighting demons, because this is another language choice that we have in our culture that makes it sound like we're fighting something we can't win. And when we say, usually when we say we're fighting demons, it's really our past, our pains, our hurts, our betrayals, our traumas that were never processed, never resolved. I just watched the Elvis movie and he had his demons, I think from the time he was born because his twin brother died and he lived. And I think that was always something he felt guilty about. I look at uh, Heath Ledger, I look at Jim Carrey, I look at Robin Williams, all these people who were amazing, Michael Jackson, Prince, George Michael. We could say they were all fighting their demons But that's saying that it was beyond their control. And sadly, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even to current day, people do not want to get the help they need for their mental health. They would rather suffer in silence, self-medicate, stay super busy, and avoid their uh, healing their past hurts and their past traumas. Michael Jackson was beaten as a child. It made him a superstar because it gave him a work ethic that made him driven, but to his own detriment as a human, he really suffered because of that. Many people are suffering and reliving continuously their childhood traumas. And why? Because they're not getting the help that they need. So back then, it was less likely for someone to go to a therapist. It's really hard for someone to open up. And instead of saying they're dealing with their past hurts and their past traumas, we will say they were fighting their demons. They had skeletons in their closet. We always use these very scary phrases to describe something that could be healed through the proper channels. So my encouragement is to stop using language that makes these things that can be healed and processed through less otherworldly, less powerful, less driven by an outside force that's beyond our control by using demons and skeletons and evil and just say, we need to heal our past hurts. We need to heal our past traumas. We have pain from childhood that's overwhelming still. Elvis was 42 years old when he died. He was fighting lots of demons. He was exhausted. And that's not that long of a life. That's very young to die. But his whole life he was fighting the demons. And to call it demons. But imagine if he just said, I need help. I feel guilty from living when my twin brother died. I didn't have the grieving support when my mom died and she was everything to me. There were so many things that he could have gotten help with if he asked for help. I'm encouraging you to not say you're fighting your demons. 
they are not demons. The people who hurt you could fall into the category of evil like we were just talking about, but even them calling them evil is giving them too much power. They were wounded, flawed, hurt individuals who went on to hurt other people. And if we call them what they are in human terms, not this mythological term that gives them larger-than-life power, they were just human beings that hurt us, and they don't get to hurt us anymore. And we are human beings healing our past traumas, so we don't have to fight them anymore. We don't have to live like that anymore. It's time to heal. It's time to change how we view our mental health, and it's time to change how we view others. I was talking to a friend the other day about Freud, and people have very mixed feelings about Freud in the uh, psychology world, but Freud was the first person to understand that people with psychosis and mental health issues were not possessed by the devil. They had something wrong in their brain. Back in the day when anyone had a psychosis or a mental break or a mental breakdown, They were considered evil, scary, possessed, and they were locked away or killed. And Freud, finally, against the norm of the culture, suggested that maybe these people need to be studied and put in a safe place so we can help them and find out what is causing this. It's human. It's not beyond human. Evil is a word that makes it sound like it's beyond human. Fighting demons make it sound like it's beyond human. Skeletons in the closet means that it's dead and still working its way into our lives. Let's change our language. Let's talk about the humans that hurt us. The humans, and maybe we can even figure out why they hurt us. Understand why they hurt us. Forgive them. And we forgive not because they deserve forgiveness, but because we deserve to stop letting it hurt us any longer. So we let it go. Forgiveness is the letting go of the past. So it does not hurt us in the present moment. So those were humans that hurt you, traumatized you, abused you, criticized you. Those were humans. They were mean humans. They were flawed humans. They were hurt humans. They were not evil. We're going to take that word away. And we're going to not call ourselves evil because we're just hurt also, wounded, traumatized. We might have done some things we're not proud of. So let's make some amends. Let's do some makeup work to heal. And fighting demons, they're not demons that you're fighting inside you. They're hurt memories. They're past traumas. They're abuse that you suffered. There are words that wounded you. There's memories that are stuck. And there's memories that are so buried that they still hurt, but we don't even know what they are, but we feel something in our body is not right. Let's change the language. Let's get the help. It's human. Humans are hurting others. Humans are healing their past hurts. We're all just in this world doing the best we can. And we want to take the rose-colored glasses off for the people that are so chemically imbalanced that they're psychopathic. 
that they will kill someone. Antisocial personality disorder will will rape and kill people. They will destroy property. It is like the natural born killers. Think of that movie and that's psychopaths. Those are psychopaths in that movie. They were doing it for their own entertainment. They weren't doing it for any other reason. And that is a disabling of their chemistry in their brain. Somewhere along the line, they were either born that way or their environment caused them to be that way. There's still conflict about that, but it's probably both. It was probably in them in the first place when the way they were born, it could have been in their genetics, but it also could have been in how they were raised. They could have been raised in a very violent, abusive home, and then they turned violent and abusive. We don't know for sure. It's nature versus nurture. But what's the most important thing here is not to know where that behavior came from, but to know and acknowledge that it exists. Take the word evil away and just step back and say, wow, these people really are broken. They're not whole and they will hurt others on purpose. And just label them as that. Humans that will hurt others on purpose And just step back and remove any of those people from your life. Be aware that they exist, but change the language. Take their power away. Take that evil connotation away. It doesn't serve anyone. It's great on TV. It's great in movies. It's very dramatic. But these are humans, and we're dealing with human issues, human traumas, human memories, human pains and betrayals, and they can be healed. Just make them a little bit softer, a little smaller, so we can manage them, change our language, and start to heal. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please go down into the episode description and click the link, support the show, and you can buy me a coffee. Another way to support is to write a review or to share the podcast with friends. And great news, my workbook is now available on Amazon. This book aligns with the first 30 episodes of the podcast and provides journaling prompts that help you through self-reflection as you move through your own personal healing journey. Stay well, and I look forward to having you back next time.